The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Unlike Austin and Taylor for several months, I always kiss and tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for two things, to get a bond me and to fuck you. (laughs) Thank you. Thought about that the whole ride here. Honestly, still don't think the grammar was quite right, but I think we all get the sensibility I was going for. You know what? At a certain point, it is intent versus impact. And I think we understood both in Mm -hmm. that moment. Thank you. Thank you. Although I do have to say that I just recorded an episode yesterday with friend of the pod, Ryan Bailey, who at one point I was talking about how much I love Pavit. And he's like, oh, is it because he loves sandwich because you love sandwiches? And I was like, should I be offended by that? I'm a soup person. Oh, wow. I have never been a... I feel like you might be a sandwich person. I'm, I'm a both. I'm a, I'm a soup and sandwich. Okay, but If I could get both, I want both. Here's my question. Be, it's a statement with a question mark. Welcome mm. to Andy's Girls. If, <laughs> I mean, the thing of it is, I would rather a lukewarm soup. We're not talking gazpacho. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. rather a lukewarm soup than a like sandwich. like underheated up. 100% than a sandwich that is wet. I can't take it. I get pretty particular with sandwiches in a way that I'm way less particular with soup. I think I like sandwiches more at their best. Yes, got that. But I am way more like, I get really prickly about like what kind of turkey is on this mm-hmm. club and like, are you using good romaine or is this like garbage, just like bagged salad that's on it? And like, what's the, like, I will tolerate a very whatever lukewarm soup, but a overly wet or not good sandwich. I'm yeah. I'm I'm having a bite and I'm like I, I actually okay, thanks. I honestly don't want to upset anyone because mm-hmm. I know there's, you know, a lot of upset people right now. Yeah. But I used to go to Pret a Manger. Yeah. But I had too many wet sandwiches. Yeah. Well, especially just those, even a the, little like, bit of wet. Even those like the way they're packaged and then refrigerated, like there is condensation that like makes right. them kind of yucky. That's a good and point. then like sometimes they're like over I, I don't like an over spread what's your favorite sandwich you can include restaurant or business if you would so enjoy oh i mean then i don't want to get too in that but like i am always let's get in the weeds oh let's get this, in, is, the, the, this whole, is the place for that we're in the weeds we live in the weeds <laughs> <laughs> i think like an excellent turkey club mm. is really hard for me to beat but like that means you have to have like good fresh sliced roast turkey like real turkey not like oh roast turkey well, not like, slice i'm a vegetarian for 100 years yeah. i don't even understand like, how like good t- like like normal deli turkey but like okay. real like from a jewish deli not from like you know the back of a grocery store that came in a bologna package that got reused somehow like not like i want like good turkey and like good toasted bread and like romaine lettuce and really crispy but not a lot of bacon and a good tomato like that to me okay. is Kind of as good as it gets. Did you ever try skinny girl meats? No. Did anyone? I hope not. I wonder how long that lasted. Also, like, why? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the thing that I think about skinny when I think girl about... meats is also like the least appetizing 
Like skinny girl margarita, I'm like, I get it. 100%. I love a diet margarita. 100%. Skinny girl jeans kind of makes sense as a phrase, not as a business, but as a phrase. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving eyes. But like, but there's something deeply unappetizing about skinny girl meats that just like, there's no right way to, it just is disgusting. It's disgusting. I'll say it. And unlike Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone, I think many of us agreed that she was acting like a chef. So I don't understand mm-hmm. where the deli meat came in. I don't know licensing meat though. It could have been a really successful endeavor. Yeah. Maybe not for the people like who a white ate label. It, yeah. But probably not. I wonder if it was at my stop and shop in Rhode Island. I've you never know, you always have a favorite. I have like never really come across her products. It, like here and there I've seen the liquor and like I've never seen anything else that she's made and I know she slapped her name on like all Everything. kinds of crap. So I was a big big fan of her popcorn. Her popcorn I believe it's, it. It's also Also it's hard to fuck up popcorn. Exactly. You'll be surprised. Okay. But it was in like small, because again, it's skinny girl. It was in like individually wrapped packages that were the perfect size for a little snack. I'm not really a lime person on popcorn, so I erred more on the other side. Yeah. But then I tried, it was like a skinny girl. It's like, how do you fuck up seltzer? But it was like a skinny girl, like sort of like a seltzer sparkling water thing. And it was one of the worst things I've ever had in my life. And I love Skinny Girl Marg. But she fucked up seltzer. And I don't know how you do that. It's, I mean, I don't know. I don't like a flavored seltzer. like a spindrift, but like I don't like. Oh, I gave spindrift. I love a spindrift. Are you kidding? And lime? How dare. I mean, I love a lime. I'm going to take it with me. Um, listen, I guess I should introduce you. Okay. <laughs> Talking about sandwiches. So to all allies of the sandwich and soup community, welcome back to Andy's Girls writer, comedian, co-host of the podcast Ruined. I'm slightly parched. <gasps> and also, I guess there is a certain thirst through my spirituality when it comes to talking about housewives that yes. I know will be quenched in this yes, episode. Absolutely. Allison Libby, welcome back. How are we? The the I easiest mean... question. The easiest question for just a couple Hebrews. Yep. Sometimes making jokes. Mm, I'm I'm getting by. Okay. I think like I'm not good. Yeah. I'm also never good. <laughs> so so it's all kind of degrees of survival. Yeah. And um, obviously everything is awful. And uh, I have been lucky enough to be so overwhelmingly busy traveling all over this dumb country um, <laughs> that oh, I... <laughs> you are going to be upset. No, but like, I'm sorry, that's, it's not even like, the. it's just like, I've been on a plane more times in the last uh, five weeks than wow. I would like to be going on, t- being on tour, being on tour, and it's like I've been on tour, but I've also been like visiting people, and then mm. I had a wedding, and it was just like it was a lot of like three to six hour flights. Mm-hmm. So the places that I was in and the ones I flew over, I have no judgments on. It is being on an airplane for this long that is really ruining my life, and spending this much time in an airport with everyone in their airport vibe, which is not. Great. But I've been so overwhelmed with all of that that I have been slightly off of social media. Mazel tov. In a way that has, like, I was in a, I was in a wedding, so I wasn't, like, on my phone for, like, a full day. And I was like, that was nice. Yeah. I mean, then I was, like, a 39-year-old bridesmaid, which nobody really wants. Um, I mean, I think 
queen. Go I off. didn't want to, you know. <laughs> I mean, God bless. We I love. Like, we can stand. I just wear like a leather jacket and keep it moving? <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Couldn't you wear a leather jacket? I think that's like very cool to wear a leather jacket over a, a, a dress that is probably like, a also, color six other people are wearing. I don't have a leather jacket right now. Oh, well, know. you know what? All Saints does a great Black Friday. It's 30% yeah. off everything. It's so expensive. But I have to tell you, they do good work. And they also have vegan options available for mm. my fellow um, people with meat and stuff. So they've got... <laughs> I'm, I'm running. I'm fumes, I'm really... I'm bringing fumes. the best today. Um, <laughs> well, I best. did just go... I was just in Toronto for five days. Oh, and I've never been. It is. Um, I've heard great things, genuinely. I think like my new favorite city. That's what everybody who tells who goes tells me. Like I, I was, love Toronto. I was there for uh, just for laughs the comedy festival. I was there doing shows and got to do okay, all kinds bragging. of fun stuff there. So I was like there for a fun reason, and I was there by myself, which is how I prefer to be in a city. Um, but I didn't know that one, the food scene was so incredible, and that two, the vintage and designer consignment shut up scene. the shopping i did destroyed the margin on me getting paid for the festival i spent all of my money <laughs> on clothes I, mean, I almost could i almost had to wear a winter coat on the plane when it was like 80 degrees because i couldn't get it in my suitcase but i eventually did i bought new gucci loafers jesus with the fur um oh pre-owned like they're worn um and then a nice like cashmere cardigan by marnie um, also pre-owned, oh my God. and then a vintage uh, Italian alpaca long winter coat in dark brown that belts. Um, and all that you was, mentioned just has first. So all of I this just, was actually not the cardigan. what I think is yeah. like reads. I like in total all of those things American dollars was like under seven hundred dollars, which I think what? Is, yeah. You know what I? That so, is a really the Marnie alone. You, you would love. Oh, God, I got to go to Toronto. Yeah, you got to go to Toronto. Shit. Maybe if I don't go to BravoCon, which I can't afford, am I... I would go to Toronto because the exchange rate's $1.35 right now. So oh everything God. feels kind of like fake price. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, wow, I got to go to Toronto. super cool, super cosmopolitan, really international city, amazing food. Like, really, I, I the aquarium is really good. <laughs> I had to kill time one day and I just went... By myself. An aquarium is like a great time. It's honestly. my like road. Who doesn't love? When I'm on the road in a big city, it's like, it's so easy to be like, I'm going to go out for lunch and then I'm going to have a glass. And all of a sudden it's like you've spent your day like eating and drinking and you don't want to do mm. the job you came to do at night, which is performing. Mm -hmm. And so I start to like look for, I'm like, what can I do that's not shopping? And what can I do that's not eating and drinking so much that I'm spending it? And the aquarium is a great thing to do in most cities. What was the most surprising animal? Um, it wasn't an animal in particular, but they had a part where you are on a moving walkway, which I was already <gasps> like, yes. Oh, my God. And you're going under, you're basically in like a clear tunnel that's going under big pools. So s giant sea turtles and stingrays and sharks and other crazy fish were flying, were swimming like over you. Wait, I got to do like it an was really good. Girls Live for three people in Toronto. It was like truly so good. And they were playing like gentle music. And I went on a busy like Sunday afternoon because that's like when I had mm. to find myself something to do. And even it being busy, I was still like, this is cool. 
But when I went to the, to the aquarium in Seattle, when I was killing time before shows, they did have the the big sea otters that are really cute with the big diamond noses. And they have the little pockets in their skin that they put their shells in because they have favorite shells and rocks. Oh, my God. So go to the aquarium in whatever city you live in or are visiting. We are team aquarium here at Andy yes, Scrolls, as it. we know. I mean, oh, and I pet a stingray. Sea. I pet a stingray. Is that safe? Yes. Steve? Um, what's well, I think they're all like... okay. They're cool. They're cool. Okay. They're like, I was going to say they're gentrified, maybe don't, domesticated. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe don't get a sandwich with one. You know what I'm saying? No, but maybe uh, not like long form conversation. That's probably better for like the a way smaller... they feel is so incredible. Yeah. Yeah. They're like weirdly, um, no, they feel like no, velvet. You. Yeah. Yeah. You got to If you ever have the opportunity, I know in the Mystic Aquarium in Connecticut, you can pet them too. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I was raised with aquarium style in Rhode Island. I, I the, grew up at the Children's Museum. I, I grew up in Maryland like starfish, near but... the Baltimore Aquarium, which is the oh, National Aquarium. Wow, wow, wow. So we're a big aquarium family. Wow. Also unrelated, but shout out to the pandas because oh, I know. they're going back. They're going back. They're going back home. They did their job. They were incredible. I think I have seen one and in person and the baby pictures of me involve a lot of mm-hmm. panda mm-hmm. Yes. decor and mm-hmm. I love a panda who doesn't love a panda and a panda. I just wish them the best. Yeah. Because I think that's probably a hard, a difficult adjustment to go from DC to um, back home yeah. and just the travel. I the mean, travel. Alone. I complain about going to LA. My I God. Mean, well, that flight's awful. Yeah, I wonder what kind of plane. I bet it's I'm a very really curious. incredible plane, though. I bet it's like a phenomenal plane. But like, are they just kind of like in a cage, chained up? I don't think they're chained. But they're prob- maybe they're just drugged. Which is how I would maybe, love to fly in maybe a cage. There's drugged. like a gummy. I don't know. You know what? There probably is a gummy for pandas. I mean, I have friends who travel with their cats who get CBD, so I'm sure there's something. <laughs> well, anyway, just shout out to all the animals. All we the got animals. some pandas and some fish, and even a shark, which yeah. is my absolute nightmare and the reason I don't even like going in pools because mm-hmm. I can hear mm-hmm. jaws in dun, my dun, head. Dun, 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 dun. Um, so listen, I let's feel get like, into it. let's get into it. I There's do just want to say, I just feel like I'm losing myself a little bit and mm-hmm. I'm just consumed with, um, I, I think I've moved on to the still feeling grief, but really experiencing and sharing that as rage. Mm-hmm. And that's not really working out for, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. I think I just need to say that I'm feeling a lot of rage and, um, and that it's really tough and that I'm so thankful I'm not going to cry. I'm just so thankful for this stupid fucking podcast that I love so much that I really don't think is stupid even a little bit. It's I'm not. like, thank you so much. Um, this is the imposter syndrome. Popping <laughs> 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 out to say hi. Um, but I'm just so thankful for the AGs um, who haven't told me to die that um, – for people who have felt heard or feel a connection to potentially another person's experience of processing grief or are experiencing grief themselves. And to just say, I'm uh, waiting my way through the DMs. It's tough because, you know, every couple there's one that Mm -hmm. makes me want to put the DMs on pause for Mm -hmm. a minute. Yes, A little medley, shall we say, a la Doris Dorinda. Um, But I just wanted to say thank you for everybody who has uh, reached out and or felt uh, hopefully um, even just for an hour or so less alone and uh, 
there's not a lot left to say about that. But um, if I'm extra twatty on Instagram, oh, yeah. just know that uh, I feel that inside too. And mm-hmm. just some of it's coming out. And my trigger is, I was saying it was really high, but I think I mean the opposite. Words are hard. My trigger level is extremely low. low. Mm-hmm. So fair warning yes. when I misinterpret things or pop off or don't misinterpret things and know exactly what's being said to me, that there's a reason for it. Um, and that there are resources in the show notes for this episode and organizations to support. And if I can just say one quick thing before Do we it. dive in, it is that rape and murder is always bad mm-hmm. and that we need to keep in mind as uh, Jews and non-Jews that Hamas is a terrorist organization that has quite literally nothing to do with Palestinian civilians. And when you connect the two for whatever your for whatever reason you think you have for good or not, you are um, following a conversation that a lot of bigots and violent people also want to hear. So please be careful with how you are using your words and in the ways that I as a Jewish person, believe it or not, do not part time at the Knesset because I'm not a part of the Israeli government. Right. When you send me messages (laughs) saying that I am Sarah Netanyahu, I'm going to have a response for you. And it's probably it's going to be what you're looking for. You're trying to neg me with people are poking and provide and yeah. And it's like, you know, like Tarantino, he had the the Jewish bear, whatever that guy's name was in that movie. Um, What was that movie with Brad Pitt? It's people know. Um, (laughs) Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Um, but just just be aware that um, if you are equating or assuming how a Jewish person feels um, because you're directly connecting them with the Israeli government, you're um, a dick. Yep. So that's the way to put it. And um, if you'd like more resources from people far smarter than me um, and people who write good and stuff, you can find that on my social and in the show notes for this episode. And every day I'm filled with rage and upset. And um, I'm so thankful that Allison Libby is here because mm. um, we're just a couple of gals. Couple of gals. Talking about New York and Salt Lake and some fucking other shit mm. and, sandwiches. and sandwiches. I think we have to wrap this episode because we spent a lot of time talking about tuna and BLTs and yes. stuff. And we're good. Okay, so <laughs> you watched the finale. We just watched the Salt Lake City midseason trailer. Yes. <laughs> we're both holding up our hands. We're both like like <laughs> like a literal rhyming. like like a physical stuff. Like a stop, like it's a stop sign. Like I have a stop sign in my heart about what's happening in Salt Lake moving forward. Okay, so (laughs) we just watched the mid-season trailer, which I had as the number one thing for us to discuss, and then I forgot to watch it. So thank God that you said right before we started recording, I'd love to talk about the mid-season trailer because I was like, oh my God, so would I, but first I need to watch it. They're doing a fucking murder mystery over there. The energy is phenomenally it's like is adam sandler gonna pop up do we got some like, jen aniston was this purchased by netflix like what's happening what is happening and also like i forgot that like the first seconds of the season are heather getting a phone call and then being like no you have to get out you have to get and i was always like was that just like jen's sentencing like that's what i because like i couldn't figure out the timeline and like they're in bermuda and i was like oh i'm sure it would like i don't know i don't know why i keep thinking it has to do with jen but I, I, but I think it's because I don't think I, you're wrong about it having to do with Jen. I think it has to do with Jen, but I don't now. I don't think it's the sentencing anymore. I think it's probably like finding out somebody gave up. Some, but like, 
I will say that Salt Lake is, of all of the franchises and all of the shows on Bravo and all of the people that we've met and the stories that we've heard... She's glowing. She's literally glowing saying this. It is the one where I um have no idea what they're talking about <laughs> any of the time. <laughs> like every fight, like I truly like Whitney and Heather fighting up until like I get that then we're gonna yeah. get into the book or whatever. And I'm yeah, like, that's yeah. a little more grounded, but I'm always like, what happened? Like what they all like I know there's always inciting incidents, and I also know that a lot happens off camera with these yeah, gals. Totally. But, like, I need like um you know when you're um when you're doing a live event that's getting taped and so like you take it so, something somebody in the audience says something and you're on a mic and so you repeat what they said before you answer like mm-hmm. at a and a I need them to do that in every conversation. <laughs> oh, oh, why am I upset about Heather? Well, I'm upset about Heather because like I just I need them to clearly explain like. I never know what Meredith Marks is talking about. I have never once known what she's talking about. Well, because she's trying to figure out the words to say it. And in rumor. doing so is creating a rumor. <laughs> like, it doesn't... Like, I need more information on that as someone who often fucks up words. Yeah. But it's just the the way that she's doing it. It's, it's a wild. muscle that I have not yet stretched. No, not at all. But yeah, so I... I in watching even... I mean, I can start to piece some things together of, like, who's doing what. Mm-hmm. And I do think that Jen is... It's about Jen, but it's not really about Jen. Um, but boy, I don't know what they're doing. Okay, so somebody, <laughs> again, smarter than me, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. said this. I forget if it was on Andy's Girls or Instagram or someone messaged me. I really don't remember. But someone said they thought that the the secret that's revealed in that scene, the reason Heather is melting down, is because it is revealed in that moment information we already know, which is that Monica was a witness or was prepared to oh. be a witness in Jen's trial. So like they don't. Right, because I always assumed that we knew Mm. because we were told that. Mm. And then in that moment, I was like, Mm. oh, my God. Because I thought when we first watched that trailer, I was like, this feels performative. This feels off. We cannot do this again, especially with Heather. But that makes sense to me. That makes sense. And I forget sometimes, like, obviously, like, they tape those testimonials, like, months months later later and separate from things that happen. And, like, yeah, I've been under the impression that everybody has all the information. But I forget. That's... Mm, okay, that would make sense. And also, Monica features very heavily in the trailer. The yes. fact that the trip is for her birthday, first season. And then, yeah. I mean, I'll say this. I like Monica as an addition to this crew. It's giving Heisman. It's like it doesn't she's, even matter if you like her personally. It does, it's just it's, it's a good fit. It's a good fit. She's the right girl to bring into this group. Like, she's... I like that she's younger mm. i like that she's a single mom like i I, th- I think that like she brings an interesting you know like these women are so weird about money in a way that even the other franchises never are like because it's just so house of cards it, it gives new jersey like it's a house of cards it feels like at all times everybody's like this is my house that i rent that i own and like right i think that her like being really frank about money is like an interesting thing i think her connection to the women and like get angie out of there but other than that i think that monica <gasps> Okay, I understand. Mm. I get it. Mm. But don't you think it's just really funny having her there? They're, I kind of need her there. She's so her being on so the Palm specific. Springs trip. We'll, we'll never get that uninvited, again. <laughs> and then being mad that she wasn't invited after crashing the trip is is a 
it's mental gymnastics I couldn't even begin to understand. Like, to be like, I'm going to make a shirt about how I'm left out. Bitch, you came. Like, like, also, they didn't, like, the realities of production aside, they didn't know you were coming. Why would there be a shirt for you? (laughs) Like, you came to a a trip you weren't invited to, and then were mad that they weren't prepared for you to be there when you literally surprised them like a ghost out of the back of the room. Like, you... It's so funny. I mean, I, okay, I, I do. There are things about her where I'm like, you're bringing something. She fits in with these women more than I could see. Other Not women. a compliment, but yes. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Not to be like, oh, you. this makes sense. This puzzle piece fits right in to these absolute maniacs. Um, But I don't like, I. whereas like, I think Monica is a good addition and I do kind of like her. Angie, I agree, is a, is, I'm seeing her be a good addition, but I don't like her. But don't we like disliking? Yes, we do. And we also... But it's just we, annoying. Is it taking you out? Is, we just is she also, taking you out? She's not taking me out, but I'm a little like... I don't know. I'm st- like, she's so unlikable that like, it took me a minute for her to see the... Va- for me to see her value. So I'm only like just getting there. Um, I think that's her on the phone. Oh. Um, She's, she's calling hi. through her shield glasses. <laughs> I'm like, also, if this woman owns any more giant Gucci plastic garbage, I'm like, which again, I'm like, it, she looks like she came from another land, which I think she did. She Neiman Marcus, down like and- <laughs> second floor of Berg, not even Bergdorf. Who no. are we kidding? Like somewhere, somehow we'll find a new way of living. Like it's yes. giving me a little Sondheim West Side Story energy. Mm-hmm, like it's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just... Yeah, I am like, okay, as we talk about it, I am like, we did. One- I get it. When, when the season first started, I was like, there's no reason she should be full time. This is insulting. She's ridiculous. And now I'm like, yes. oh, my God, she's so ridiculous. Yes. I think like also like last season, I lumped her in with the other kind of ancillary friends of the friends other. Of, of Jen Lake. or just friends of Salt friends Lake. of like positioning. The g- general friends of They're like 1099. The other, the other Angie, yeah. the other like the, the yeah. all these other peripheral like totally. and even on that even on Salt Lake, I feel like the friends of I'm always like I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. They're like, I own a catering company. I mean what? And you're like <laughs> Is it a business? Like, what's happening? What's happening? Um, Catering companies absolutely are businesses, but these people are those are are are, these people specific one a business? Like, what's happening? Yes, yes. It's more just like, what is this shell company that you are running so you can get on this show so you can like be friends (laughs) with these people? I don't know. (laughs) All the marriages feel. I don't know, but like to have, but so like I kind of like didn't like her from that because I didn't think she brought it as a friend of. I was mm-hmm. like, there wasn't enough reason for her to be in the mix at all last year. And then to be a full cast member, I was like, whoa, we are skipping steps here. I will say as we've gotten to the end of the first half and seeing kind of like the trailer moving forward, I do think that she brings a lot. And we did need some new blood because these women need it. Yeah. Um. And I'm glad we got her with Monica because I think her with Monica makes sense and her without Monica doesn't. Right. Like she is ridiculous. And whereas Monica can be loud and colorful Mm -hmm. and reactive, it's 
you know, it's one of those things, it's, it's sort of the ground rules of housewives, which is a thing we agree to until we don't. You don't need to like the person to appreciate them on the show. Yes. And I'm not putting Monica in a respect your villains category, but I am saying that she knows very well how to play the game and it's helping the game. Yes. And Angie does not know where she is. Yes. And her head was so far up Jen Shaw's ass last season because like other Angie, she was desperate to be a part of the group. And there's something that does give me a small amount of joy that I guess it was, was it also Lisa Barlow? But certainly Heather and Whitney in the past were pushing so hard for other Angie mm-hmm. that this does feel like justice, I that do, we got yes. the other one. We yes. got the dumb one. And I, I'm so happy for us because, yes. you know, is she a genius? Possibly. Yeah. I th- I mean, maybe. But I like that we saw Mo- Monica came in and she knew the rules and what to do. She had really showed, like, from the jump, she was like... She, we appreciate She someone. knew how to be likable, yeah. but she also knew how to she stand stretched. up for herself. Mm-hmm. And she also knew how to be like, here's my story. Like, she really, like did it right and like her confrontation felt right and everything angie a a bit of a learning curve with more of a slope um like i think she's still like understanding how to play this game like (laughs) winter is coming winter (laughs) truly is coming (laughs) so like there's you know i again i do think her just showing up on that trip and then being like i'm left out is funny um encouraged by producers obviously of course yeah she didn't like decide to go on a trip like there was a call (laughs) sheet and she showed up i get it like and that's where it always gets like a tiny bit hard to deal like i think we're all a little too literate in how this works Mm -hmm. for to to fully buy in all the time and i think that's what sometimes feels a little prickly where it's like you're not really upset that you weren't Mm -hmm. invited you only were kind of half not invited because of course you were coming on this trip because like so I'm excited to see legally what happens with her and her and, and what, whatever she kind of brings into the more litigious part of this show. Paris is always a good idea. And when I schlep on over to Europe to my favorite city in the world, I bring with me a few important phrases that I have learned from housewives. C'est bon, c'est bon. Chic, c'est la vie. Je m'appelle the Countess. N'est-ce pas, Luan? And while those key phrases are important when speaking to any French bravoholic for other matters of life, that's where Rosetta Stone comes in. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including, of course, French. It features fast language acquisition. It immerses you in so many ways. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, to listen, and to think in that language. It's an intuitive process. You pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. J'adore Chris Manzo. Et toi? There's a speech recognition filter, which gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's convenient with desktop and app options, and it's an amazing value. Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. A steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. 
That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. Astapro is a first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Living in New York City is not easy. Just ask Sonia, trying to sell that house. There are so many mornings where I wake up and think, oh my gosh, I'm having the worst cold of my life. And I realize it's actually from allergies. When my nasal allergies flare up, and that happens when the season changes and the temps get a little warmer than they normally are, I use Astapro, and I'm amazed at how fast I'm back in the game. And that game is looking for Dorinda on the Upper East Side. Astapro always has my back and nose. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. In the words of Meredith Marks, when it comes to that week, week and a half before my period, I wish I was disengaging. My PMS is off the charts. Truly Uber Eats needs to check in and say, it's about that time, isn't it? I know it is. The cravings are crazy. I want to crawl out of my skin. Now it's easier to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony and Estro Control, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For AGs who are friends of perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause, Happy Mammoth has Hormone Harmony. It's not just a supplement for women going through those stages. It's also become a phenomenon. Women can't stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code ANDYSGIRLS for 15% off today. I'm engaging. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom or a maternal figure in your life? Let me tell you about mylifeinabook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions you want to ask. Then she can either type up her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. 
And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. This book becomes a legacy, something you and future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I want to know about the stories of how my mom and dad grew up. What's the first thing they remember after they were born? That's one of the questions I sent to my dad after signing up for my life in a book. And I can't think of a greater gift to give my dad in sharing his stories and to receive. It's super easy to use. My favorite part of it, as someone who sometimes lives on turtle time and forgets (laughs) about sending or receiving email, is that they reach out a couple days prior to sending questions just so I know of what questions they're going to send to my dad, if I want to change it for another question or customize it with something that I want to know. It's that kind of specificity and care that I love so much. This is genuinely an incredible, incredible gift. There's no greater present than I could give a family member or a loved one than to participate in this kind of meaningful appreciation for the entirety of their lives, separate from my own. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code ANDYSGIRLS at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom or loved one this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com with code Andy's Girls for 10% off today. And thank the Jills, Aaron, and your life and mine. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. 
Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes, so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andesgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andesgirls. Sign up today. Well, the other part of it is, so several people in the cast are talking about rumors having mm. to do with Rumor. Angie. Her husband. I can't even do an impression of it. I can't even do it. I can't even do it. I mean, she's it's, a genius. She's so good. Meredith, we stand. But they're talking about rumors and the existence of rumors. So there are the existence of homophobic rumors yes. connecting someone who works in the beauty industry mm-hmm. with questions about his sexuality mm-hmm. as apparently a hobby for several people. Yes. So there is the idea of rumors that are allegedly ones that already existed. Then there's the notion from discussion that people have talked about maybe in the trailer and Mm -hmm. also on social that there are other rumors about how Angie and her husband make their money that is connected to Possibly, allegedly, I'm not saying this is real, but like allegedly money laundering mm-hmm. or a little good fellas. These women Salt throw Lake around action. the phrase SEC filing like <laughs> so no much. one I've like more than the SEC probably says it. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> um, so there's that as well. And then a narrative being shared, expressed, opined by several of the cast members that when Meredith says, I have rumors about your husband or your family, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that she's talking about the ones relating to his sexuality and not, not the ones relating to his business. Okay. Now, I just recorded an episode with someone who, you know, this is where it's, what just happened? I just burped and I was trying God to get bless. like as far away from the mic Shout out the taco episode if you know, you know. Oh but um, <laughs> there is, like there seems to be an opinion that many of us have that like, she is talking about the business and also an opinion that many people have that she's talking about the other stuff. Right. So my question to you is, what do you think that she mentioned? Because that's also seemingly a big part of the trailer. Yeah. I, Meredith is so all about the money stuff. That's always been what she likes to talk about. The business. She likes to talk about the business. Like, that's all her, like, with with Lisa. Lisa. Like, that's her track record. And Jen. And Jen. With Lisa and Jen. And Jen. Louis Vuitton, $5,000, Redline, or whatever it's called. Like, yes. And then SEC. Lisa's businesses. for jazz tickets. Yes. So I feel like that's her world. 
is to talk about to the talk business. about the business. She's also a lawyer. We have to remember mm-hmm. that she's a lawyer, so she's she a- works in that world of talking about, you know, I don't know something and relating I think, to and, lawyer stuff. And look, I don't really know what her family's financial situation I think is. It's probably pretty good, but like I think that she thinks and does run, uh, like. She has a store. She made her money. Like, she's not doing anything that she sees as shady. And other people are doing things that are shady. And I think that she likes to point at that and be like, that's not the right way to do it. I do it the right way. And therefore, that is personally insulting to me when you are money laundering and building shell companies and lying to the feds or whatever. She's insulted. You're you're being rude to me. Yes. It's rude to her. She's like, well, I... I didn't do that, and right. that's rude. Right, right, right. Um, so I, I'm inclined to say that that's what she means. I think, unfortunately, it's more likely that she means the way more really? nasty. I don't know. You're the second person to say that. I might be a hundred percent wrong. I don't see it. But then, like, so you think that she's talking about? So the you're saying stuff. she's like, I know rumors about the mafia. About- Okay, so she, you think she's saying, I know rumors, about and the rumors money she's referring to are financial and about Angie and her husband's business. And she needed to potentially, in that moment, if I'm correct, which I absolutely might not be, that she probably needed to be more specific but about then, rumors. But then when Whitney and Angie, when Whitney sat down with Monica, Monica was like, oh, I know what rumors you're talking about. Correct. It's these rumors, and they're talking about two days. Okay. But I could be totally wrong. I could see either way. I could be way. totally wrong. I could see either way. I don't know. I don't know. And the trailer is really giving us a run. And it feels like she's probably talking about financial because trying to be where like where Heather was like, what you said, Meredith, what you said to Monica is why all this happened. All this feels legal in nature like a fight about jen a fight about like right. the monica being yeah, a witness yeah, yeah. or like whatever kind of is coming out shout out harrison ford by the way um <laughs> no he's alive um <laughs> witness the movie witness. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, thought, I don't know why i was like r.i.p <laughs> i was like he's alive he's alive may his memory be a blessing it continues to be because he, the man is still, still alive. alive i think he's still, still working <laughs> of course he is he is my king if i have one crush honestly wow. pedro I mean, pascal but also harrison ford yeah. at any any era yes including currently so that man he's a babe. can give it i mean he has okay sorry okay. continuing on I don't know. Then I don't know. I just don't know what's happening. And like, it's like, I, it feels like, yeah, I could, s- I don't know. Now I'm talking out of my ass. I think it's, well, prob- it's my favorite place to be. <laughs> so I think, I think you're right. And it's probably, it's probably the business. But then I'm like, how will we reconcile the fact that the rumors that have been brought up are the other rumors that are. And I am being selective in my memory and how mm-hmm. I respond to these things mm-hmm. by thinking that she was putting a lot of pressure on the Lisa stuff for business and not the dicks because a mm-hmm. big part of it was how she was paying for those orchestra seats at the Utah Jazz. Right. And that involved a different kind of job. Yes. One I have no experience with nor memory of. No. Absolutely not. Um, it's a religious preference. But again, when we have like Salt Lake is the one franchise where I'm like, I don't remember like what those fights were even about because they were so weirdly complicated and vague. But like, I don't know. I don't well, know. and then we get a scene, a little flashback of Heather and Angie Kay painting birdhouses, mm. which 
when no one has talked about right and we're really not bringing up what that that was, was they were they were painting, painting birdhouses. I, I believe that those were birdhouses so. no, no, i no, think they were. i i'm i'm fairly confident that they were so i need to see the unreleased footage of when they decided that it needed to be a birdhouse and and what that reason was like how you know, obviously they shot a whole scene. What well, give us the first three minutes of that scene? Yeah, oh my god, thank you for birds. coming over. Yeah, I've needed a birdhouse. Oh, good. Forever. Like I'm fine. I'm glad we're finally doing this. You know, because, like what was yeah. what was the big what was the opening of that scene? <laughs> and you know, you go to those like drink and paint classes, sure. but those are that's usually a canvas. It's not usually a birdhouse. Also, I think they were just at one of their homes. Yeah, I think it was at Heather's house. Yeah. And that was the whole thing that she invited Angie K over. And then Lisa was upset that she has not received that inv- invitation, that she felt like it was either undeserved, that might not be the right uh, opinion of, of her thoughts in that moment, or rather that she just mm. deserved it too. Mm-hmm. What is your perspective on that? I don't know. <laughs> Lisa also, she slips through my fingers. Like, I go back and forth on her more than almost any other housewife. Because sometimes sometimes I'm like, she is the queen that we've been waiting for. She is incredible. (laughs) She is out of her mind in a fun way. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, she's wrong in every way that a person could be wrong. And I hate her. Like, I just can't, like, nail down, like, where I feel about her. So it's, like, hard to, like decide if I think she's like justified and like wanting something from somebody because I'm like I don't know how I feel about you <laughs> it's like I would like her to write a book yeah wouldn't that be great if Lisa Barlow was giving her takes for like 150 pages I would read pictures? that it's like she's good at being on TV I don't know if like logic is always part of it but but she's guttural in a way mm-hmm. that I love. I adore it. I mean, I think like one of the most iconic housewives moments of the last five years is her ripping that mic off in the bedroom and screaming about Meredith and her family. Yeah, she fucked half of New York. Like, I mean, my God. A she poem. was so heated. It was so it was yeah. so raw. It did not feel like, okay, now like I mean, maybe there was like a now is a moment, but like I think that what she was doing was very earnest like she felt those things yeah and she really truly thought that she wasn't being recorded do you agree with her on that i don't know you don't i i guess like you were miked like right you were miked and i i it is foolish to go into these shows thinking that at any point when there are cameras in the building you're in and you are miked that that is not going to be used or at least going to be like recorded Yeah, and it was my number one moment when I did an episode of the top 25 of Mm. 2022. I think Mm. it technically happened in 2021. I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, it's like who knows anymore. Now's as good a time as any to just mention that according to Lisa Barlow at this point, Meredith can go fuck herself. I'm done with her because I'm not a fucking whore and I don't cheat on my husband. Her and her dumb fucking family that poses, including in snowshoes. Why don't you own a house? Oh, wait, you can because your husband changes jobs every five minutes. Meredith is a piece of fucking shit. I had your back and I'm offended by that. Fuck you. That fucking piece of shit, garbage whore. I fucking hate her. She's a whore. She fucked half of New York. She can go fuck herself. I mean, a sonnet. Incredible. Literally. Shakespeare wishes. Art. (laughs) Truly. Art. And then we have the moments about Lisa not involving Lisa like that conversation between 
Heather and Whitney, where Heather is saying to Whitney, why don't you have an opinion on some of this when it comes to Jack's mission? Because you seem yes. to have a lot of takes. And I know you understand what a mission is. Yeah. What a mission is. And when she's shared in her confessional, and Heather doesn't stand for um all Mormons or all ex-Mormons, but her perspective I think is incredibly valid. Absolutely. Which is that I feel guilt for what that actually meant because I now have a better understanding yes. of what that represented. Was, yeah. And she's gonna have a take on it. I mean, her book was called Bad Mormon, which yeah. you can draw from anything you'd like. I think that was really important. I think it was important to see that scene. And yeah. I think it's incredibly valuable to have different perspectives and to have Heather essentially try to explain this to someone who is a Mormon now and surely right. is going to have some potential discomfort about the conversation even existing, yes. let alone the opinion being shared. Yes. We're blinking. We're blinking. I I, I agree. And I, I, I have I nothing to add. <laughs> well, I wonder how it's going to like... At well, what, what point there's a split between Heather and Whitney? I wonder yeah. how much this is a part of that. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, I feel like, and Whitney's relation to the Mormon Church is like super complicated and confusing to me because I thought is it? I thought she left. She did. So, like, why would she still? That's the question. Okay, yeah. So that's confusing, right? That's the that's what's confusing me. Not like if she's part of it or not, but it's like if you left and you have all these feelings, and a lot of your trauma comes from your connection mm -hmm. to this institution, and you went through the, I mean, she did like the whole like you have to sign a paper that says I'm never coming back and you'll never let me and like whatever that was like last season. If that's where you are, like to stand in support of a mission like this when you know the truth and you're friend and family member who also knows the truth is publicly saying xyz and like i don't support this and knowing now with all of this information like as an adult as somebody who's left the church like wow like i it's not good and i don't stand by it like i don't know why she wouldn't be on the same side as heather unless she's just trying to curry favor with lisa who clearly is supporting her son's decision to do this even though all she wanted was for him to go to college Right. And I think for Heather, she's thinking to herself, it is somewhat inexplicable that since we both have an understanding of what we experience, that you're not mentioning that yes, at all. 100%. And also we're on a TV show where like this stuff has been mentioned. And so why are we not continuing and has impact. this? Right. And has impact. It really genuinely, I need to read Heather's book. I must I do read it. I do I want to read, read it. it. And I, I really, and seeing that she like talks about like that Whitney says that she uses her sexuality. Right? I have no idea what that's about. And I'm like, what? I need to read the book. Gotta we got to read the book. Gotta we, read can't, the book. we can't like speculate from here. But it's like, I mean, again, like Whitney, like you're not part of the church. Like you like I, I don't know why. Like and you actively have been talking about how damaging it was to yeah. you in your life. Why wouldn't you use this? You don't have to like be like I will never speak to Lisa and Jack again if Jack goes on a mission. But like. It is it is weird if she doesn't say something. Yeah, and there's a difference between just like placing judgment on a person's choices and being able to express the reasons that you have an opinion for the first uh, in the first place, and also your history right. with that. Right. If you've put all that other all the other information about your relationship with the Mormon Church on TV, why wouldn't you then continue? Unless it's just 
for other reasons. Or you might not be thinking about it. And Mm -hmm. I think for Heather, it's like, why aren't we? Is it just something that you're not piecing together the experience with the word? Or has Mm -hmm. it been so ingrained in you that this is something that's that is productive in Good. whatever way that yeah. people um, feel that it is, that that is the, you're still even when you're outside of the machine, often you're still in it, which yeah. we also saw with Monica and her mom. Yeah. And 100%. The, and the whole like, you apologize to me for putting me in a cycle that felt toxic and her mom being like, I never said that. I mean, and the celibacy stuff yeah. and the the holding on to a lot of people can feel a cultural connection that might not also come with certain religious practices. But if you've decided or mm-hmm. had a conversation about the reasons that the some cultural aspects of it are very complicated and have possibly added, you know, significant complications to your life. We're we're still avoiding talking about right. that. We're not even acknowledging the fact that you acknowledge taking responsibility right. for raising me in this cycle that I believe, as Monica said, is not helpful or healthy. Yeah. I mean, my God, <laughs> like it's it's it is to me incredibly nuanced and interesting and something for me as an outsider to yeah. take in really, truly through the lens of psychology and, you know, also sass. Like it's it's interesting. Yeah. I, I find think it, it is too. I don't I have the privilege of not being of, directly affected by it. In any so way. I can say that it's interesting, yes. you know, like, right. it's, um, my God. Salt Lake, I just, I can't believe it. I can't yeah. believe this season I, is so good. I can't believe it. Is it is shocking because last season was so bad. Mm. Like, it was just so boring and it was so centered on, like, I do And upsetting. Like, it and was upsetting. upsetting. It was dark. It was and, upsetting. And I feel like while this has darkness in it, mm-hmm. as all things Housewives and Bravo do, like, <laughs> it is, like, we're also getting a season that's not just about one person and one thing. And I feel like that was so much of last season and was so much of... The Beverly Hills Erica season. And like, yes. but like, it's like when the season is all something we already know happened, mm-hmm. like Jen Shaw, and we're all just waiting for it to happen. And then also producers know that we're just waiting for that to happen. So the story can just be waiting for that. Like, it's boring. Like, I feel like we're getting a lot of activity with everybody's involved this season. Can I also just say that someone posted the Sprinter Van FBI video? I hadn't seen it in a minute. And I honestly, how good it is. I'm it's... shocked watching it. I still can't believe it. And then they're talking, and then you see the FBI people in the jackets and like Homeland Security and NYPD. And then it's just like they still don't know yet. And when she makes eye contact with the camera and the Sprinter Van oh on my the God. phone, I mean, oh, it is like I have oh. goosebumps. I have goosebumps. It's still like one of the most captivating things that's ever been on television. <laughs> 100%. And also, I think she's still to the the end said that Coach Shaw was not feeling well, which is a, the difference between not feeling well and like being in the hospital. Yes. You would think that would be pretty easy to verify if there are hospital mm. records, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. know that's for a stronger person than yes, myself. Not I me. just don't. I don't have the yeah. time. Listen, speaking of time, I do want to get your thoughts on Southern Charm. We're going to do a little taking it personally about it, but I just need to get a little, just a little perspective on mm-hmm. New York finale happened. Okay, how are we feeling? How are we processing it? Okay. Did we bring a mask? Here are my two headlines and then one of my opinions okay. on New York. I'm ready. Number one headline. 
These women were never all in a room together except for the trip and Bryn's party. We just barely got, they all had COVID all the time. Like they were all like that. Like it's like Uba can't come. She has COVID. Bryn has COVID. We're FaceTiming her. Like we're in the COVID generation. It, was, it happens. But like, which is like bad to- luck, which is like obviously like um, not something anybody can help. And right. uh, of course, the correct thing to do is to not film. But but also as a result of that production then needs to build an extra weeks so that we can get because like I do feel like this party was one of maybe five times we saw all of these women in one room together this whole season. And I'm like, you need them. We got so many small groups and very few except for the trip and like maybe early on like two hangs. We weren't getting the big events that everyone comes to, you know? And if it was, it was that everybody left early or didn't want to be like, I just didn't feel like this whole cast really ever gelled. Mm. And that was because they weren't really filming together that often. So that's my one top line. My second top line is as much as I completely understand respect and will always um, Uh make space for people who don't drink. Uh oh! So many of the women on this show are sober, and I think that we didn't. Are get... they? Jenna doesn't drink. Uba doesn't drink, and then the other three I think drank less. Like I just not that I'm saying people have to black out so we can have a TV show, but like I've rewatched some old New York recently, and it's like they're getting like there weren't a lot of fights where like the next day there's like okay last night got crazy let's talk about this like everything was so sober and so controlled that it felt less fun to watch any of the fights on this season. I felt like these, like, it's, we didn't have a big messy party ever. And I'm again, we don't need it. We don't need people to drink. I think Bravo and their relationship to alcohol and substance use is very bad. Yeah. But no one even got out of pocket for a minute and, like, said something. Like, I didn't really see, like, it just missed a little bit of the mess. And maybe that's drinking, or maybe it's just, like, all being in a room together and getting hyped up. It just didn't happen very much this season. And maybe we're just in a new generation. These women are um, not Ramona, Lou, and Sonia, like, so they're, which is good in many ways. (laughs) But as a viewer, it's a little boring. I just found them all to be a little too in control all the time. And that just doesn't make for, like, very fun TV. They're all trying to be, like, Aaron is trying to be cool. Cy is trying to be cool. Jessel's trying to prove she lives in New York. I stand Jessel. She is my, like, favorite housewife of the last two years. <laughs> she is amazing. You know, Jenna is this, like, very controlled, like, public mm-hmm. figure that has existed in a very measured way for many years before she got on the show. Uba, you know, I keep forgetting she's there because she only kind of had, like, her one, two big fights. And I I, I would have loved to see her more. more. But I also know she, like, couldn't film for, like, several weeks. You know, it's like, I just wanted... I liked the season. I think we were, like, set up to get into a really fun season two, depending on who we keep and who we lose. Um, I I just, it felt too controlled. Like, Bryn is like, look at me buying books. And I'm like, I don't know if this is the real you or if this is, like, a thing you're doing, but, like, I'm bored. Like, I'm bored. I'm so bored. I need something to happen and something to happen that isn't Aaron and Cy bullying Jessel. Because I just felt it was, like, unwarranted and they were being mean and racist the vietnam stuff i'm like that's racist do you think he's going on a sex tourism trip because it's in south asia like come on and you say it over and over and over again Again and it's not just like one passing like maybe he's having an affair like 
that's one thing. But like to keep drilling on it. And it's like that relationship seems very healthy to me. It does. And also making fun of the fact that he said, um, I can be myself with my wife. They all miss because every time they play it back, you can hear him say, it's nice to get to do things you love with someone you love. But they're not listening because they're just looking to hear the thing that will solidify their feeling of upset. Exactly. So I just felt like we got all this bullying. Or not bullying. That's an unfair. But like, no. Hashtag systematic bullying. Yes. It's like, add whatever flavor you would like to that. Whatever you want to say. But it's like, It might be too much. It might not be. That's where Kelly Clore and Ben Simone fits right in. Yes. They, like, Aaron and Cy and their husbands were very mean and nasty to Jessel for no reason. And and Pavit, like, kind of the whole season. But then beyond that, we just didn't have a lot happening. And I need a little bit more. Well, from New York, my favorite crown jewel in the Bravo sphere. It's one of those things of like them referencing Casa Cipriani. And while I love that, like they can get a table there and enjoy it, there is another part of me that's like, okay, but we're having strategy meetings that we're now referencing in the finale that I didn't know about until then. Right. Which is tough because then I don't know how much of the sharing of information during Bryn's happy birthday, let's yell at each other, Mm -hmm. how much of that is genuinely a surprise versus part of a strategy to share that, to humiliate people, regardless of whether or not that, you know, like accountability is needed. Yeah. Wasn't it already served? I feel like what we didn't used to have in New York, what we're seeing in New York now, and I think it exists in Beverly Hills for sure, is like, I feel like Cy and Aaron made plans off camera about what they were going to do on camera. Which who doesn't? I think they, I think everybody does. I think it obviously like. They're just less effective and they're new. And they're very transparent. And like, it's like, I don't, then you all have to sit down and talk about like, it can't like, cause it just came off as like, I don't know. I really, I, there was so much I liked, but also like the finale, I was like, (sighs) I, I, we, I don't know. We also rarely saw these women all have fun together. And Mm. you need to see them have fun together to enjoy when they're not having fun together. Well, that's something that Aaron said in an interview was like, there was actually a lot of fun happening. They just didn't include it in the season. I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing with like completely resetting and restarting a franchise is like, what's the foundation? Right. What are we making the foundation into? And because, yes. And because we, you know, we lost a few of the first weeks of filming when people are really getting to know each other. Right. And then there's upset from members of the cast, including Bryn, being like, I don't like when content creators make jokes about what I do for a living. But also your tagline is specifically funny. And that's a conversation with production of like, why didn't you include me in my apartment? Oh, actually, she, you're not, she wasn't allowed to film, film in her, her apartment. apartment. Yeah. But like, why didn't you include moments of me in a coffee shop working, having, yeah, calls? having a meeting like, or something that could have hopefully been possible. And I hope that it is next season. Cause I want it. We understood the trauma that she has survived. Understanding is not maybe the best yeah. phrase or, or word, but we heard um, and, and have developed an understanding rather for what she experienced and survived, I want to see more about how she went from there to here. Mm -hmm. And like, we had the moment of her um, memorializing the tree, which I Mm -hmm. thought was beautiful. But I want to see Bryn day to day because we have flirty Bryn. I understand from all the interviews. We like here, that's exactly how she is IRL. I got it. But she's also other things IRL. And she's doing the production is doing her a disservice and she's doing content creators a disservice for relying on the fact that we can only go off of what we're seeing right now and we're not seeing enough. Like some people are presented more 
wholly, let's say, than others. And yes. the thing about drinking is I do, I don't know that it's a drinking thing. I think it's a, and I it know might, that yeah. you it might not be a drinking thing. And but this is the thing with Andy's girls. It's stream of consciousness. We yes. are quite literally forming Talking. the thoughts as we say them. And so, you know, applying that knowledge, I do think your point about it being control is important. Yes. I think it's, a heightened awareness of the cameras being here, mm-hmm. a sense of what it is that I'm supposed to deliver as a result. And the fact that maybe if you agree with someone about disliking someone else, that then pairs you both together until seemingly the end of time. Like, I think that yes. it, it's it's one of those things had the cameras continued and obviously they lost the first couple weeks of filming. Right. There was a cast shake up and change. I just think that like, we will see more of that season two. This is the freshman year mm-hmm. when you're arriving at college and you're like, okay, who am I? How am I sharing myself? I'm likely nervous. I don't know how this is going to affect me. I mm-hmm. also have to put outside my brain in order to get through this, the idea that people won't like the things that I'm doing. Yes. And also I think Jessel's annoying and lying. And that's not me. That's that's Cy and Aaron. So it's like when you continue that narrative and you're getting used to this environment and you believe very strongly that you're seeing things Mm -hmm. and you don't have the benefit of seeing other things that we are seeing as well. I mean, that that lends itself, I think, a more controlled atmosphere. And also, I think people in New York are like, I mean, we're all a mess, but like the sense of control there of these women yes. who are working and have had longtime careers and lives and experiences. And also Jenna fucking Lyons is in the cast. And she's in the cast. But I, I also feel like something that maybe the mess that I'm also missing is like, chaos we, we didn't see like there weren't and like maybe i'm also just blocking them out because a lot of the season was boring but like old new york and i'm also unfairly comparing it to height of old Real versus of season york. one of versus new york season one manhattan where it's moms. just like yes where right. it's manhattan moms being like well the kids go to the school you know, we're yelling about a burger yes. right but we didn't see them interacting with the city very much and i feel like we used oh interesting i feel like we and i don't mean like they weren't going to the places i go it's like no we, we they were in the city like i get it but like we didn't see the city we, we saw inside restaurants That's we a saw great inside point. of restaurants we did not see them bouncing around outside of the regency mm-hmm. that like bethany in a car constantly going we used to see bethany in a car every 18 day. minutes of a 45 minute episode mm-hmm. and it's just like we didn't really see like everything just i think that's the control thing that i'm like kind of sensing is like it's all like we're showing up at 11 you're at this restaurant we're talking about this restaurant and then we're or or we're at jenna's house because you're doing a shoot for a thing or we just like didn't kind of see them i mean remember watching dorinda walk down second avenue and sutton place being like this is my new neighborhood and it feels just like london i can't believe i moved 18 blocks away i love cheese and like going into a store and being (laughs) crazy in the best way ever but like we just kind of didn't see them inner like because like i feel like the old new york like they all lived on the upper east side so they all like were part of that neighborhood where they were out and around in the same like 40 block region like they all joked about like oh my god we're downtown this is crazy bethany she's so young like i just think that like it just didn't feel like new york Mm -hmm. and and aaron went too far being like i'm a new yorker and it's like let's find a new personality for you and then 
Jessel, obviously, we all know, like, moved to the city to be Five on this minutes show. Before, right? But I'm like, which would, we love. We love. I would be interested if they would let that be her story. I would love it. Because I think that that is what most people who live in New York have are. done. Yeah. So, like, why not show somebody, like, coming here? I'm a professional. I'm from this place. Yeah. I've got this family. We're figuring it out. And now I'm also learning how to live in New York City, which is not like anywhere else. Like, that would be interesting. Like, I wish they would just give us a little more of, like, this is a real place. Right. Excellent points. And I also think a lot of the responsibility for that, understandably said, I'm not trying to drag them, is just oh. honestly production. Oh, it's on production. Fully. It's like, it's like, what is the story that we're telling? We understand it. You've gotten like a lot of really good feedback. Let's loosen this up a little mm-hmm. bit. Like we mm-hmm. got it. We understand. Let's just yeah. like now you you made it through. You had a, a I think a strong season. I can't believe how much I enjoyed it. And also other, you know, yeah, we're just we're figuring out. I they think the need reunion's to be gonna be in- good. I think the reunion is going to be very good. There's a lot of tears in a way that I'm like, and then immediately made a statement somewhere that someone told me about that. Like she was like, a lot wasn't on camera. That's going to come out. in yes, the reunion. She said and that. And I'm excited she said about that. that. Yeah. I'm excited 100%. to find out what that 100%. is. I just like, we need them in public events. And I don't just mean Aaron's party. Like we did, like everything was like, we're in this backside room. Like there's no, it's like, where's, where's our Harry Dubin? You know, where's yeah. our, like, not that I want it to be him, but like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I mean, and he would, um, <laughs> Don't let Bryn in a room don't, with him because he will. He better not be the person in Connecticut. He will like touch We're her lower back and it will be disgusting. It'll be, yeah, disturbed. but it's like it's like where are kind of like the locals, the friends, the like weird kind of like ancillary. They're not the friends of. They're not part of the court. show. Where's court? But, but you see them in the yes. background and you're like, I know that face. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that like these women are then more comfortable because they're not just with these weird co-stars that they just met. Which I think will happen season two. Mm-hmm. We do need to see the IRL friends. We need to see the we friends. We can open it out. I think this is the first season. I think they did a solid job. I really do. And I think next season we'll open this out a little bit. Because now yes. we know a li- our perception of who these people are. We at least have like mm-hmm. 14 or however many episodes that we have watched. Yes. You don't need to do the full intro now. Now, like, let's dive in. We know who people everyone have is. Thoughts. I'm going to say this. I don't want Psy coming back. I uh, I don't think I agree with that. That's do you you know <laughs> <laughs> No, I I I you don't you don't think that being annoyed by her is helpful? It's Aaron or Psy. I can't have both Real? of them. But don't we want don't we want people who we, we disagree people, with? We need people we disagree but with. But you just feel like she's I can't dragging have, it down. I can't have both of them. Really? And I've been very vocally like not a fan of Aaron, but I will take Aaron over Sai at this point. Oh, a hundred percent. Like I will it's take not Aaron even a over Sai. Like, not even a question. Sai she's too mean for me. Like she genuinely is too mean for me to enjoy watching. We we survived Dorinda. I got Dorinda. I don't get Sai. I d- like she is just ne- like I I liked Brian Moylan's recap of the finale for Vulture. Um, what I said? Oh shit! Because I need to read it. Oh okay. okay. Oh, I was like I was like should I not bring <laughs> no, up no, um, a friend? Um, no no no. We love we love um, the president of the institute. I just need to read it. Um and and he was like the one thing Sai can't say is she just doesn't like Jessel. Just and, say like, it. And that's and she's dancing around it ca- like saying all these are, well it's like poking at her marriage and like then like you know talking about how she li- I don't think Jessel lies I think that Jessel was trying to find a way to connect to Sai in and it's some a way. different way and all Sai gave her was the trauma Olympics and so that's all she had like what do you mean all Sai gave her was the trauma Olympics? like all Sai like let people in on was like how hard her life has been okay. and kind of shut down anyone who tried to 
participate in that conversation in a way that wasn't just bowing down and being like, oh my God, you've had it so hard. I'm so sorry. That size perception as discussed with Aaron was that Jessel was treating this as the trauma Olympics. No, I think that Sai... Sai shut down every conversation about past. Like she's she connects to Bryn because she's like, Bryn and I have both had it really bad and no one else understands. And that's totally true. And I completely respect that. She didn't give enough of herself outside of her traumatic past with her mother and the way she grew up for anyone to try. Like Jessel was looking for anything she knew about Sai and what to she connect was receiving to. Was, and all she got okay. was this like horrific story. And so she's like, well, let me. At least, you know, I have this one experience with an alcoholic family member who I was living with. Like, let me use that to connect. And Sai is like, no, mine was worse. And therefore, we we can't talk about it. And I'm like, well, you didn't give her anything else that we saw on the show to talk to you about. So, like, I don't know what you think. You don't want to be friends with her. You don't like her. That's what it is. And, like, what sucks is, like, we can't quite say that. I think the thing that I found interesting from the finale was that moment where I'm going to fuck up exactly what was said. So I apologize. But it was something along the lines of like, um, I don't need to be friends with you. Or mm-hmm. there was something that Sai said to Jessel. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Jessel yeah. was like, spoiler alert, I don't need that either. And the shock in Sai's face because it had not occurred mm-hmm. to her. That Jessel might not want to be friends with her. And that it was seen as a reward. And Jessel's like, guess what? I don't need to prove myself to you. No. That's actually not a reward for me. Yes. That feels like right. a punishment. I'm just trying to be friendly with my coworkers that I'm working with now. Right. And I we could both just not be friends. I don't know. I just don't think Sai gave me enough beyond the stuff I didn't like to care what happens to her moving forward. And I hear that, but what if her personality just is that this is like, you know, and for reasons that that may be associated with the trauma that she experienced in her childhood and beyond, like for Sai, what if this, I guess I'm getting your answer. Like, what if this is just Sai? Then the answer is, God I don't, bless, I just don't I just don't think this the is the job for her. And it doesn't, like, I mean, I think there's probably other, like, I'll take a friend of for Sai. I don't want her full cast. I don't see her as a friend of. Sorry. I don't either. No, I don't think she'll, like, I'll, yeah. and I don't think they would do that because yeah, it's, like, yeah. such a weird yeah. thing. But, like, I think her and Aaron together is just, like, Mean Girl City. And then, like, Aaron, at least, I'm, like, I kind of get what we're getting with Aaron. I don't know what we're getting from Sai besides someone who has been mean. So if you had to choose between someone not choosing and and being allowed to be selective with what they're sharing for whatever reasons, a la Jenna Lyons, Mm -hmm. versus someone whose personality Mm -hmm. seems to imply that the way they handle things is just more closed door, like Mm -hmm. Jenna's going to have a perspective about things that happened that seem relatively verbose that's just not size like love language when it comes to communication yes which do you prefer jenna to yeah like the idea of jenna as an archetype we're not going to get a lot of her relationship we don't know if she is in fact engaged like she's not going to she's going to be withholding about information for whatever reason versus sai who is for the first time after being a content creator and never ever sharing her husband's face now sharing her marriage on reality tv and reality tv alone Mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily like maybe perspective. I would take Jenna. I'll take Jenna because I do think that Jenna gave us moments of vulnerability Mm. um, even if they were kind of more drawn out from the, like if ever it was everybody getting mad at her for a comment that she made that Aaron then told everybody like a total bitch. Um, 
like them all piling on and then her being yeah. like, oh, I it's not just because I wanted to fly business. Like there's more going on and like opening like I, at least we got those moments with Cy. Like I found myself I actively yelled at my TV when she every time she says, I just don't care. You do care. You do Own care. That you care. Yeah. Oh, it's OK to care. It's like I because I just find that fighting style goes nowhere and goes nowhere interesting because it's like. You have an opinion, which is that you don't like this person or you don't like what they did or what they said or whatever. And then when they're confronting with you about it to try and talk about it and to try and like be like, how do we move on? You your reaction is, I honestly don't care. Like, I don't know. Like it makes them feel crazy. It's a little gas, it's not gaslighting, but it is like kind of this like it's just not maybe terribly honest. It's not all, it's it's hypocritical. And it's like I just I feel like that's all we saw from her. And I'm like, well, that's that doesn't do it for me. And if it is honest, maybe that is the thing that's not just working right now. Like, how do you ask someone to care? Like, that's a lot of internal work. If, in fact, she disagrees, it's possible she might not. She did quite literally say, I don't care. And we're trying to draw out. I I agree. I think she does care when you're saying Yeah, it's like you haven't stopped talking about her. (laughs) You've talked about Jessel. Yeah, there's the only thing. We're Care Bears. Like, you care. And also, it's your job to care. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's one of those things because it's like it, it is the the tension of criticizing someone who has been vulnerable and sharing her experience and not wanting to invalidate that. But 100%. also one can do many things at once. And a part of it is if we are seeing incredibly vulnerable stories being shared, which mm-hmm. I have enormous empathy and, and respect for that being shared to people you've seemingly just met plus a camera crew plus an edit plus confessionals and everything else there is that that is still there that is still very real Mm -hmm. and also the question of is this person's personality a good fit for this show and this universe and the empathy that we are applying to her experiences where is the empathy for her cast member it seems that we're reveling in the cruelty which I don't know. All of us do. We all well, that's the sh- dislike I mean, that's people. What it that's is. the nature yeah. of human nature. And people are going to have the right to disagree. But like, where is the middle ground here mm-hmm. of like, what else is happening? Because it's unfortunate. And again, production, but like, what else are we seeing yes. here? And if we're not seeing other stuff, because it's just unavailable emotionally or otherwise, that's a tough thing to try to figure out. Yes, yes. So, I mean, if she it's I'm, it's not going to prevent me from watching if she comes back. It's not. I really don't want her to go. I don't. Is that on? I, I really don't no, I don't think go. so. I mean, I it's just like my own. I'm just like this. Maybe I find, add someone. I find her stressful okay. in a way that I get it. I don't I enjoy it. watching. I th- I would. I wonder what she's like without Aaron. I do feel like the two of them kind of like ganged up in a way where it's like if she doesn't have Aaron as like this like ally, I wonder what her kind of vibe would be. I wonder if you brought somebody else in, you know, expand the cast or get, I, I don't know. I, I just, it can't, I am not going to be loving it if it's just this cast again, exactly mm. with what we're doing. Wow. I'm, I need a something to shake up and I don't know what that is. And that could be storyline wise too. Add in Jill, obviously. Obviously, you bring back <laughs> Alex McCord and Simon. Obviously, um, obviously, that will that's solve the obvious solution. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to see how we're all feeling after the reunion is finished, Aaron, because yeah. I feel like that's going to be pretty telling mm-hmm. about where we're at with everybody as we move into looking at season two. And I do think that people are going to have 
potentially a better understanding of Aaron in different ways and Uba of different ways mm-hmm. when we hear them long form. Yes. I I'm, think that's missing. Because like that fight still we get got confusing. Yeah. I get Jessel. I like Jessel. We get Jessel. And I get what Jenna is and I'm good with it. And Uba, Aaron, Bryn, I'm going to need one more dimension. Yeah, uh, and, for, from, and for Cy, production I don't know that we are going to get that at the reunion, mm-hmm. but we very well might, and I am really interested. I'm ready for to, it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see how it turns out, and I'm so thankful that you came on this episode because your takes are always so, so interesting to me. We're going to do a little episode about mm-hmm. Southern Charm because... Yeah, we have to. I literally... I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, literally overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I've watched the most recent episode at least three times. Yes. I laugh... I it's I I can't here's the thing guys I'm a completionist when it comes to housewives that's probably not going <laughs> to apply to Dubai season 2 but with everything else and also one season of Orange County I mm. aside from that I'm a completionist and um I didn't watch last season of Southern Charm and okay, sure. um, I watched the reunion much later. I think I watched the first episode and I was like, mm, it's not for me this season. It's OK. If you ducked out for a couple seasons, Mama, come on back. It's yeah. it's real good. It's, it's good. It's, it's a really strong, colorful, energetic, yes. zany, wild season. Yes. So we could talk about that. So we're going to talk about that and taking it personally. In the meantime, Allison Libby, tell oh. the folks where they can follow you on social. What's cooking? Shows. Other stuff, writing, live shows, um, ruined, yeah. other stuff. Um, tell us. You tell, can follow my podcast, Ruined, which is about horror movies, where my good friend Hallie Kiefer, a fan of the genre, um, <laughs> tells me beat by beat what happens in every horror movie in in different episodes because I refuse to watch them. It's very fun. Um, you can follow us at Ruined Podcast on Instagram. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. We are owned by Crooked Media now. So like, oh my God. obviously, yes, they acquired us and we are um, very Mazel tov. happy to be there. Um, and, and they've been putting out all kinds of great stuff that we're fans of. And, uh, and we have a Patreon. If you, if you really get into it, we, we do two bonus episodes a month. Mm. Um, we do live shows. We do ad free. It's a whole thing. So you can uh, find all of that. Um, I don't know, on the internet. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I need a website. Um, you don't have a website? You don't have AllisonLivey.com? <laughs> I think I own the domain, but there's nothing on oh it. Oh, my God. We got to get that together. I know. It's like uh, my reps are like, can you please? Um, <laughs> uh, live shows. I'm for the, I'm just performing basically in New York for pretty much the rest of the year, except for a few dates uh, opening for my gal pal, Alana Glazer, um, which are probably already sold out. So we so love. Sorry. We love Alana. Um, but um, you can find me all over New York. Just follow me on uh, Instagram at Allison Leiby, A-L-I-S-O-N-L-E-I-B-Y. I'm still on Twitter. That's weird. Um, <laughs> she just <laughs> threw up a piece. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help. marks the spot. Help. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I am on TikTok, but I have not posted anything, but I oh my God. am um, paying a young person to teach me that. <laughs> So to help, because I have I have some video ideas I want to make, but I'm like, I just, if you show me that I'll be able to actually do it. And if you tell me, I'll never be able to do it. So let's do this together. Um, shout out to Madeline, who is going to save my life. <laughs> and <laughs> so hopefully some content there, but not yet. 
Shout out, Madeline. Can we BOGO? Because I technically have a handle. I've never yeah. liked anything on TikTok and oh. I've never I posted look, anything. I, I don't look all look. the time. I also don't I, like I love I get, TikTok. I'm scared of it. I'm scared it, of setting algorithms. I once don't trust. You, once you get into what your algorithm should be, it's also been like the one social media I can look at right now because like it's not necessarily as tied to timeliness and following. So it's true. So I'm not getting Great overwhelmed point. with the tough parts of the world right now and it's mostly I'm, I'm like kitties and doggies and puppies and fashion and like, <laughs> like that's what I'm getting and it's like make a salad and I'm like I'll do that like it's like so it's it's been a little bit more of a, a refuge for me on my phone from kind of the rest of the internet kitties and doggies and puppies and fashion is a front runner <laughs> for title of app I just want to say that out loud Listen, guys, speaking of shows, do you want an Andy Scrolls coverage moment to happen with BravoCon? The number one way of hopefully <laughs> ensuring that it does is by supporting the upcoming live show that I will be doing with Ryan Bailey. It is virtual, virtual moment with moment. Thursday, October 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We're going to talk about the Beverly Hills premiere and so much more. And yes, your tickets are on demand. So you can join us live next Thursday or have a week to watch. Um, $12 tickets. The price goes up day of. I would really appreciate the support. I'm trying to make BravoCon happen. <sighs> it has been uh, a challenge um, for several reasons. So um, hope that you are able to uh, join us and the link to buy tickets is in the show notes for this episode. Speaking of ways to support the pod, Patreon, number one way, you get exclusive bonus episodes like a 70-minute episode that is up now about a taco, which AGs wow. um, know a little bit about. Or if you follow me on social, there is a 70-minute story, a story of a mushroom taco mm -hmm. and the night last week I don't even remember yeah last week when I forgot to chew that you can listen to and actually episodes about housewives and my live reactions to the trailers that have come up for married to medicine and Miami and Beverly Hills and so much more at patreon.com slash Andy's girls and finally there is some information and in show notes um, about just a couple highlighted organizations to support as well as some things I encourage you to read Two organizations I'm highlighting are the Palestine Children's Relief Fund, also known as the PCRF, which is the primary humanitarian organization delivering crucial and life-saving medical relief and humanitarian aid where it is needed most, as well as the Israel Trauma Coalition, which provides a holistic, collaborative approach that includes knowledge, tools, and resources for optimal emergency preparedness, professional support, rapid recovery of the individual and community, and so much more. So those organizations links to donate are in the show notes um, and you can follow me on instagram where i may or may not be losing my shit but also posting about pedro pascal and guinea pigs around the clock at dame galley allison Livey, mm. my goodness you so know i fun. i love you so much you know i'm like just always delighted i'm I could talk to you for delighted. nine hours and it still wouldn't cover everything <laughs> perfect because we're on that journey right now we're at like maybe six and a half and we got another <laughs> 20-ish minutes to go. So um, on that note, thanks so much for coming to The Cloth. And guys, thanks for listening. And we're all just kind of making our way through right now. And this is a, a, a podcast about psychology and behavior and connection and what happens when sometimes that connection is not avail. So I'm thankful to all of you for continuing to listen. 
and um, for supporting this little social experiment um, in a myriad of ways. And listen, guys, we will chat with you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks.